When the best of me is barely breathing When I'm not somebody I believe in Hold on to me When I miss the light, the night is stolen When I'm slamming all the doors you've opened Hold on to me to me when 
Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Good morning to each and every one of you. Glad that you're with us in worship. Whether you are in the house or online, there's nothing better than coming before God and rejoicing in His love for every one of us. I want to uh, especially welcome our guests. We're glad you're with us in worship. 
if, if you would, we'd like to get to know you. A couple ways you can do that. Um, you could stop at Next Steps and the family gathering area following the service. You can let us know there. We have a gift for you. If you'd rather do it digitally, you can uh, put it on, uh, there it is, 1C Guest to 94,000. If you are watching online, like Facebook, you could just put right in the comment section, you know, good morning, that would let us know that you are here as well. We're also going to have prayer time in a little bit. If you have something on your heart today that you would like included in the worship service, you could let us know a couple ways. Uh, One way is to text 402-242-5051. If you are on Facebook, you could put it in the comment section, your prayer request, and that'll get it to us as well. We're also going to have Holy Communion. And let me just tell you, as a church at 1C, we believe it is a gift from God for the people of God. It's bread and wine or juice along with the, the body and blood of Jesus. And if that's your belief, we would love for you to join us. And we, um, have, we distribute communion two different ways. One, if you'd like to stay where you're seated, we have individual communion sets that you can get by the kitchen window in the family gathering area. And in fact, if you want to still do that during the next song, you can make your way to get that. Or when we're ready for distribution, we have what's called continuous communion. And we'll explain that in just a moment. Um, Other than that, just a reminder, if you didn't get one of these on the way in, pick it up on the way out. It's a brochure, a flyer, a bulletin, whatever you want to call it, but it highlights some of the things that are going on in the life of 1C. That's it for announcements. Let's continue as we worship our Lord. watching All the world does care Even when the world weighs on my shoulder Now There's feelings I can bear Cause I know
All right, good morning, boys and girls. Come on up for the kids' message. If you're back there and you are a boy or a girl, come on up for the kids' message. And uh, while you're coming up, maybe you'll see Greg. I think Greg is supposed to be helping me out this morning. Uh, so if you see him, bring him on up with you. I'm on my way, Tim. Oh, oh. over here. Behind, yeah. Oh, okay. You, it's taken me a little bit while, a little while this morning to get down there. But you go ahead and get started. I'll be right there, okay? All right, cool. We'll start talking and we'll, we'll wait for you, I guess. Okay. I'll see you Sweet. soon. Well, hey, boys and girls, as you're making way, your way up, let's talk about this. So uh, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about uh, the circus, and this morning we're finishing up our series on The Greatest Show. Have you all enjoyed talking about the circus? Yeah? Okay, one hand. Okay, one person's enjoyed it. Hey, that, that's pretty good. One, one's better than nothing. Right, uh, so today uh, we're finishing up our series, and our theme is that uh, you belong. Has anyone ever told you that you belong in a circus? Not yet, Tim, but I'm hoping today they do. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, what are you doing, man? I'm riding a sloth, Tim. (laughs) Okay, well, Greg, I see that, but why? Well, I really want to belong in the circus. And last week, I tried to juggle, and that didn't work very good. And then the hula hoop thing didn't work. And then I tried to pull a rabbit out of the hat, but it was a puppy and not a rabbit. And I thought, you know what? I saw some kids eating circus animal crackers. I thought animals belong in circus, so I'm going to ride an animal in, and then maybe I would belong. I tried to find something really cool, you know, like a panther or a kangaroo, but they were too quick. And so I found a sloth, and I hopped on his back, and here I am. So do I belong in a circus now? (laughs) Well, Greg... uh you belong somewhere, all right. Um, uh, but I just don't know if it's a circus. But you know what? Uh, there is a place so much better than the circus that you do belong. You belong in the kingdom of God, Greg. 
Tim, if I can't make it in the circus, how will I ever make it in the kingdom of God? That's a great question. Well, we were just about to read Colossians 3.11, so how about I read that for us? Okay. It says, here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Yep, just as I thought. See, Tim? said, no Slothians. I'm not allowed. I don't belong. <laughs> well, it kind of sounds like that, but Greg, it actually says uh, Scythians. It says Scythians right here. Uh, and this verse really means that it doesn't matter, it, it, well, it doesn't matter where you're from or what you've done. It just matters that you believe in Jesus. Are you saying I don't have to do any tricks to belong? <laughs> Boys and girls, do we have to do any tricks to belong? No, that's right. We belong just by having faith in Jesus, Greg. Huh. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, where are you going? Well, since I don't have to do any tricks, I thought I would take the sloth back, but he moves kind of slow, so I thought I better get a head start. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, while you, you head back, uh, we'll go ahead and pray it out. So all right. if you all can pray with me, this is a repeat after me prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for making a way for us to belong. Remind us that you love us every day. Amen. All right, guys, thanks for coming up. You can head back to your seats. In 2011, Jennifer Voss submitted a letter to Matthew West, Christian singer-songwriter. And her story is one that when she was young, she didn't feel like she fit in anywhere. You know, our series today, if you see on the side screens, it says, You Belong. And she never felt like that. She felt like she was always pushed aside or, or nobody cared about her, nobody loved her. And it was one of those things where she had grown up in a, in a household where her biological father wasn't there. And her thing was, I hope someday I get to meet him. And it'd be one of those amazing things where she catches up and, and it's happily, you know, life is happily ever after. And uh, a few years later, she got to meet him. She was in her 20s. And she invited him to a restaurant. And he came to that restaurant and she was like, what am I going to say to him? You know, it's been so long since I've seen him. I don't really even know him. He doesn't know me, but I'm looking so forward to this. And he sat down at the booth across from her, and she was getting ready to ask her first question. And he said, you're just a mistake. And that's when her heart broke. And again, our, our message is you belong. And so she dealt with that, that pain for so long. She turned her story into Matthew West, and this is the song that she got out of it. Wait for someone to choose you. You wait for someone to stay. But the only love that you're used to is the kind that goes away. You're thinking maybe your daddy was right when he said you're just a mistake. And I was holding your heart when. Those cold words made it break well, My love, my love, my love My love is unchangeable There's nothing you can do To change my mind And make you feel like you're worthless 
until you believe that it's true But I look at you and see priceless They don't know you like I do I dreamed you into existence I put the stars in your eyes And let the truth of this promise Speak louder than the lies My love, my love, my love My love is unchangeable And there's nothing you can do To change my mind My love, my love, my love My love is unchangeable is gonna change your mind You're not a mistake Yo, you're not a mistake For I know the plans I have for you To give you a hope and a future to receive Holy Communion, let's take time to go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you uh, this morning at this time, and we do what you call us to do. Uh, we are to confess our sins one to another. And so, Lord, we admit in front of others and we confess to you that we sin against you by our thoughts, our words, our deeds. We fall short of your desire for your children. And we know, Lord, that if left on our own, we would be lost forever. Thank you. Thank you for understanding our plight, and thank you for sending your Son 
We praise you that through his suffering, death, and resurrection, he has brought forgiveness of sins and life for all who believe in him. So grant us the faith to receive that forgiveness. Grant us also the faith to receive what is in this meal. And thank you for your goodness. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we continue now with the distribution of the Lord's Supper, if you have those individual communion sets, feel free at any time during the next song to receive that grace of God. If you're going to come forward for continuous communion, um, again, when the song begins, as the Spirit moves you, come forward. And if you desire gluten-free or uh, grape juice, please let us know as you come forward to be served. Again, may God bless this time together as we celebrate his grace. Run!
this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting depart in peace amen Lord Jesus thank you for your peace it washes over us it carries us when we simply can't go another step we are grateful for your unchangeable love, that love which is steadfast and true, that love that never lets go. So Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers that we bring to you this morning, a prayer for Bo, that he would find his way to heaven, and a prayer that I could do the right thing because my son is incarcerated in Omaha. And I just need someone to talk to. Jesus, we bring you a prayer. We're lifting up Nancy to you and pray that her scans this week reveal your healing powers. Be with her, Jim, and the family as they wait for the results. Jesus, grant your healing and comfort. A prayer for two loved ones, Austin and Rodney who are fighting COVID. And a prayer for a son who's starting a new job at BD, that that goes well for this person. A prayer for continued blessings to come with my new pediatric nursing job. A Lord, prayer for my niece who is dealing with infertility. And a prayer that we would be blessed with a second child. These prayers that have been written or sent in, you've heard them, you know them, 
and in the sanctuary this morning, there just might be in each and every heart a need, a thanksgiving, just a longing to speak your name and have you come touch a heart and bring healing. And so with that, we conclude this prayer time to pray that prayer that you gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The last week in The Greatest Show, and as the environmental projection tells us, the theme is you belong. Now, I have a, a favor to ask for next week. We, I hope you come back. I really want you to be back. And if you would, ha if you have a smartphone, make sure you have it available. We, I know you're probably thinking, wait a minute, is this like the first time a pastor ever encouraged you to take your phones out? No, we want you to take it out because we're going to do a survey, kind of a fun survey, and we're also going to have hard copies. So you can be a part of this either way, but we're going to ask you some questions and get some data so that when we get to October 31st, that's when our new series begins. And I'm going to tell you the title of it next week. So you got to just kind of hang on. It's like cliffhanger, right? So, but if you do have a smartphone, make sure you bring it with you and then we're going to walk you through that next week um, as we get in preparation for the new series. All right. Um, the Greatest Show. All right. Let me read this to you. Orphaned, penniless, but ambitious, and with a mind crammed with imagination and fresh ideas, the American Phineas Taylor Barnum will always be remembered as the man with the gift to effortlessly blur the line between reality and fiction. Thirsty for innovation and hungry for success, the son of a tailor will manage to open a wax museum, but will soon shift focus to the unique and peculiar, introducing extraordinary, never-seen-before live acts on the circus stage. Some will call Barnum's wide collection of oddities a freak show. But to those in the circus, this is where they belong. This is actually a script for um, the movie, the musical that came out that describes the musical itself. And I thought it's, a, again, a perfect illustration. And we're going to take a journey, and we have already for three weeks, but this week ends what we've been doing. Remember... There is a storyline with the greatest showman, and we looked at it and said, wow, there are some biblical qualities in this movie that mirror, at least in part, the greatest show ever, which is God's love for this world. So I want to just give you a little survey of where we've been before we go to where we're going. So the very first one, we talked the first week that you are loved. Now, what does it mean that you're loved? 
It's not a love like this world can give. It is not the kind of love like, like a spouse or your best friend. Those all kind of pale. They, you know, they're, they're really good, but compared to the love that God has for this world, that love is unconditional. That love is always perfect. That love hits the mark and makes a difference. That, that truth that you are loved was week number one and really the story of all of Scripture. Week number two, we talked about how that love was put into motion. That God loved the world, remember? God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And that through him, there is forgiveness of sins and life forever with God. So there's this immense love that God has. It was shown in the willingness and the sacrificial giving of his son Jesus, his only son. And Jesus did everything necessary to bring forgiveness and life for you and for me. So that's loved, forgiven, and then we turned the corner and we talked about the fact that God has a purpose. He loves us for a reason. He forgives us for a reason. And it is so that we can live out for him while we are on this earth. And we talk about this word purpose. And I challenged you last week to earnestly pray and maybe courageously pray. Okay, God, I don't want my purpose. I want your purpose. Why did you put me on this earth? Why do I still have breath? What am I supposed to do? I want to hear from you, and then I want to act in faith and live out that purpose while I'm here on this earth. Loved, forgiven, and have purpose. And I'm just going to say that all three of these so far lead us up to this, this fourth week and this concept that we belong. And that idea of belonging is beautiful and it's powerful. Now, have you ever experienced belonging? Or how about this? Have you ever experienced not belonging? I'm going to give you a story. It's a Jim Thielen story. It goes back to 1983. It was January. I was sitting in Concordia, Milwaukee's lunchroom. Now it's called Concordia, Wisconsin. And I was looking at a piece of paper that, I don't know what they called it, but it was like the Falcon News. So it's stuff that's going on in the life of Concordia College. And I'm going down the list, and I see this. Men's basketball tryouts today. Open for all. I heard a rumor. Three quarters of the men's basketball team at Concordia College, Milwaukee, were kicked off because of grades or some other circumstances. And I heard that they were going to be looking for basketball players. Now, I don't, I don't look like it today, but back then, I could ball. I mean, honestly, I could almost dunk. Some of you are really laughing. You're, I'm glad you're holding back out loud laughing. But I really could, and I used to play all the time. I was really great. So I'm thinking, you know, this will be a good thing for me. 
January, play for a couple months, and then I'm going to get married May 29th. So this would be a good thing to fill in some time. So I go to the gymnasium, and I think the tryouts was at 3 o'clock. I get there at 2 to kind of warm up, get some shots down, get ready to do it. And uh, so all of a sudden, the coaches start coming in, and some of the other players start coming in, and the coach walks over to me. And he knew me from uh, gym class. He says, Thielen, um, we're going to have basketball tryouts here, so you might want to get going. Don't you, don't you realize? I'm, I didn't cry, but I'm thinking inside, I belong here. I want to try out for the team. Now, I didn't do that. I just kind of said, you know, I'm, I'm here to try out. And he, he was holding back his laughter, too. So we go through the two-day tryout. Guess what? My name gets on the list. I'm part of the team. I belong. And then my friends, my close friends, they would go to every single game. And I got some playing time. In fact, I think my average was 7.2 points per game. Not that I kept track of that. Uh, but every time I touched the ball, everybody stood and started applauding. A little distracting. But the difference between that moment when you felt like I didn't belong, that I should be leaving, to the point where my name's now on the list, it felt pretty good. Well, today we're going to talk about belonging. It's the storyline of God from the very beginning of time. Like even before creation, God up in the heavens, as he was taking a look over all of history, he knew he would create. He knew that there would be sin. He knew that we wouldn't belong anymore. And he said, I got to do something about it. So he had, before he even spoke into creation, the plan of salvation. He knew what he was going to do in order that we could belong with him forever. It is the story of Genesis all the way to Revelation. God loves, forgives, and has a purpose for you and for me. And he wants us to belong to his family. There is no family like it. It is beautiful. It is wonderful. It is perfect. It is eternal. He wants us to belong. So what I'm going to do now is take a little snapshot, if I would, of the life of Jesus. When he was on this earth and he was starting his ministry, he uh, was starting to gather together, they call him disciples. And we get a little glimpse of what Jesus was doing as he was picking those who were going to belong. All right, so let me go to Mark chapter 1. And Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Little background. Jesus is also known as rabbi. Okay, that's kind of a title that's been given to him. He's gone through the training. And here's the custom of what would happen to become a rabbi or to be a teacher, a Pharisee, a Sadducee, somebody like that. 
is somebody else would identify in you that you have the gifts, the abilities, the talents, this calling to be a, a rabbi. And so they would kind of choose you and say, okay, come. And then you go under the wing of that rabbi, you go through all this training, and then you become a rabbi. It's really kind of a cool thing. Well, here's what's going on. Here is the rabbi of all rabbis, the teacher of all teachers, Jesus. <laughs> and he is coming up to fishermen. Most likely, these men are beyond the time where they would be picked and chosen. Usually it would be at an earlier age, somewhere like around 10 or maybe earlier. They're probably late teens, maybe early 20s. We don't know exactly the, how old they were. <laughs> but they were already kind of locked into their vocation and their career. They were going to be fishermen. And back at that time, that was not a very desirable job, but it was something that you could do to earn money. Jesus picks them to be his followers. A little sidelight, a little story. When I was about 10 years old, I lived right next door to an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. And some of you may remember I had put a picture up, up on the screen of him, uh, Rabbi Michael Tursky. Wears all black, has the, the hat, uh, the temple hair not cut, uh, very, very orthodox. And one day, he asked his son, Ben Sian, who is my age also, go get Jamie. Now, just so you know, that's what I was called back then. You can't call me that today, Megan, okay? Okay, no Jamie. But go get Jamie. I want to talk to him. So Ben Sian comes and says, my dad would like to talk to you. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? I mean, I always was a troublemaker, even at that age, so I'm thinking I did something bad. So he brings me in, I go up to the office of Rabbi Tursky, and he sits there and says, Jamie, God is going to do something in you and through you. I'm glad I didn't break out laughing, because I really thought he was joking. It was far from my thought to be used by God. But he spoke something to me that now when I look back, it's like, okay, wow, that was a powerful moment. Didn't see that coming. I think the disciples were the same. They probably had moved on into life into this area that says, okay, we're going to do this fisherman thing. <coughs> we don't have education. We don't have all these other things going for us. We're going to do this, and we'll at least put food on for our family. Pretty great story. So what does it show us? God calls all kinds of people. I'm going to show you a scene. How many of you have ever seen the series Chosen? Anybody? Okay, I see some hands going up there. It's a great, um, it follows the Gospels and tells the stories of Jesus with uh, interacting with all kinds of people. Very well done. It's free. You can get an app on your phone if you want and you can watch it. It's just great. There's two seasons out, third one's coming up, so it's just fantastic. Well, I grabbed just one little scene where Jesus is calling somebody to come and follow him. So let's listen. We live in the same world, Matthew. Next. Besides, what else are you going to do with a mind like yours? 
Matthew. Matthew, son of Alpheus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy has done? Do you even know him? Yes. Listen, I said to... What are you doing? Where do you think you're going, guys? Let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away. you either. But this is different. I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. I'm glad we passed by your booth today, Matthew. Yes. Shall we? We have a celebration to prepare for. You will regret this, Matthew. What's the tablet for? I grabbed it without thinking. Put it back. No, no, keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going? A dinner party. I'm not welcome at dinner parties. Well, that's not going to be a problem tonight. You're the host. Hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen. And My favorite line in that, maybe you, you caught it, maybe you didn't, it's this. Get used to different. It was different to call fishermen to be part of his inner circle. This is like out, I mean, this is way out there. In, in the Gospels, when you, when you see the category tax collectors and sinners, that was what was called the scum of the bucket. It's the people you don't want to associate, you don't want to be near, you just want to stay distant from them. And yet, what did Jesus do? Matthew, come follow me. This is different. Those disciples, those first followers, when they followed, my guess, they didn't understand fully what was going to happen but their lives were changed. In fact, John chapter 1, great summary. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, so again, Matthew the tax collector, those disciples, those first followers, even people like you and me, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. And this 
is why it's different. It's not what Matthew brings into the equation. It's not what the fishermen bring into the equation. It's not what we bring into the equation. And what you're going to hear me say a lot in the next series particular, it's about attitude, not aptitude. It's about attitude, not aptitude. Aptitude. It's what abilities, gifts, resume, what do you bring into the, the whole equation? And what Jesus demonstrated with calling those first followers, it's not about who you are and what you can do. It really is about having that faith in Jesus. Beautiful and powerful and simple. This is such a different way to do things. We are called into his family to belong, and we belong for a purpose. It is to take the message of love of Jesus, forgiveness from Jesus, the purpose of Jesus into this world. But there is a battle that wages war. The enemy wants us to believe all sorts of things about ourselves that try to cause us to go, well, maybe it's not me. Maybe, I, maybe God doesn't want me to belong. There is another message. In preparation for the sermon a couple weeks ago, I came across what's called a sermon jam. Anybody know what a sermon jam is? Okay, here's what they do. Sometimes they'll find a song, and then some preacher, and they preach in a sermon, and puts it together like this, and that's called a sermon jam. So I found one of the songs from The Greatest Showman and a preacher talking about some of the things we're talking about today. So I'd like for us to uh, see this, experience it, and to be blessed. Stupid. Failure. Loser. Fat. Ugly. Outcast. Loveless, worthless, useless, look at you, nothing, never, no one. I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. Run away. You say no one will love you as you are, but I won't let them break me down to dust. I know that there's a place for us, for we are glorious. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a blood, going to drown them out. I am Is it not God who sets the standard? Is it not God who is the standard? 
So if the same God who sets the standard and is the standard says that in Christ you meet the standard and are the standard, who cares what other people say about you? So on one side, we have the enemy and all his minions trying to tell us, give up. There's nothing about you that is worth anything. And yet on the other side, we have a God who says, I love you. I am the one that gives you worth and meaning and purpose. Because, because of me, you are loved, you are forgiven, you have purpose, and you belong. And it's a message that I hope that you hold right here in your heart. I hope it's in your head as a filter as you live out your life. And also, I hope it's something that you start sharing with other people. There's a lot of people who do not know that they have a God who loves them or a God that will forgive them, a God that will give them a purpose and also the sense of belonging to something that is really life-changing. That's why I've asked Randy and Jana to be up here. A little backdrop to the story, uh, January of this past year, Pastor Sparling from Emmanuel, who is the, he's the circuit pastor uh, counselor, so he oversees uh, about 10 of the churches, and he came to talk to me about 1C helping out and partnering with Trinity Schuyler. They've gone through a vacancy, they've gone through COVID, and uh, was wondering if we would be willing to step in and partner with them. 
And so I talked with Randy, I talked with Jaina, we prayed about this, and over the months, uh, we just feel God is leading and guiding and calling 1C to partner with Trinity Schuyler. And so what that means specifically is almost every Sunday morning, they're not going to be here, they're going to be in Trinity and Schuyler. And there's going to be a 9 o'clock service in the morning, and then we're going to have a 5 o'clock contemporary service on uh, Sunday afternoons. So it's exciting. Um, and you'll, you'll get to see them, because once every six weeks or so, we're going to switch, and I'm going to make my way to Trinity Schuyler, and they're going to come here because we're all in this together. But I, I wanted to give a moment to pray for them as they embark on this, this journey, this mission as we, uh, as a church, go beyond our walls to bring the gospel of Jesus to people wherever God calls us to. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you again that we, we have a message, a message of your love and your forgiveness, a message that we belong to you because you have called us into your family. And I thank you for One See the Sanctuary. I thank you for Trinity Schuyler. I thank you for this partnership that you have called us to be a part of. I thank you for Randy and Jaina and their willingness to serve. And Lord, I pray a blessing on Randy and Jaina and, and Chris as uh, we all lean in on this together as we uh, take this message and share. So I, I pray a blessing on this new adventure. It's new in many ways. And so we, we desire your hand of blessing and leading and guiding in what we do. And in the end, Lord, our desire is that you would be glorified and that your kingdom would be furthered. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's uh, give a round of applause of thanksgiving to God who is going to do some great things. Okay? Thank you. All right. Let's stand. I want to share with you the blessing. And this is God's promise also that he will be with us as we take a journey in life. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Let's go. 
our Father's heart. Into the world we're reaching out to show them who you are. So living water flowing through, oh God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you know we lift your name on high. Shine like the sun, make darkness run and hide. We know we were made for so much more than Faith unsinkable, love unstoppable, anything is possible. Joy unspeakable, faith unsinkable, love unstoppable, anything is possible. Joy unspeakable, faith unsinkable, love unstoppable, anything is possible. Joy unspeakable, faith unsinkable, love unstoppable, anything. Just to know you and to make you known, we lift your name on high. Shine like the sun, make darkness run and hide. We know we were made for so much more than everybody go in peace and serve the Lord just to know you and to be